Fred and Fritz, Fred and Fritz, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. Brad and Brit cast. Glad you're with us as always this day. We're doing this uh, actually on Wednesday in the 1.30 Eastern hour. And uh, I would like to make a prediction. I want you to write this down. If you're listening to me, write this down. If you're watching, write this. I'm so sure this is going to happen. I can't prove that it will. But I just, I feel the way everything lines up and what happens to people and you know, it's a, it's a long way off, say, to the next Super Bowl, right? It's 365 minus, what, three days? 360 mm-hmm. days. Okay. You ready? ready? Here it is. There will be a Super Bowl commercial with George Santos in it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the product. I don't know. I don't know how, but things are going to happen over the year. Besides the book deal. Besides all the ways that he will ultimately annoyingly cash in on this disaster for which he should actually be in prison. Yeah. But this is America. And and we very often reward this kind of behavior in the end. So mark it down, a Super Bowl commercial with George Santos in it. Okay. I, I, I just I hope that he is so crushed under the weight of of pop culture that he has long forgotten. He is 20. He's, he's a octo mom or he's John and Kate plus eight mm. or he's somebody like mm. that. And just, you just, you just immediately buy. See, you get the fuck out of my face. Balloon boy. I, I, I think you're well within your rights to, to, to doubt me. I would hope so. And to say I'm, I'm full of it, but I, it's, it's so crazy. It's so nuts that, uh, you know, I mean, you, the first thought is, well, what company would want to be associated? It doesn't matter. You, we can't think that far ahead. We can't get inside the the minds of the uh, ad wizards and and things of that sort. So the real win would be for him to be in in, in one of those uh, crypto commercials. If crypto commercials make a comeback next year, but, well, again, <laughs> see, that's that's thinking sort of inside the box. Yeah. But it's it's yeah. a box that we know is there. <laughs> it's there, right? And, and, and we don't know. We don't know. All right. Uh, topics to pick from this day. Stream this. Uh-huh. Uh, why and how Don came up with the meatball nickname for DeSantis. Is Greensboro, North Carolina, a boom town? Hmm? Um, how are Social Security and Medicare really doing? Really doing. And... Uh, I took the bullet about a half hour ago at the beginning of the hour, the uh, one o'clock hour, and uh, wandered over to Fox, quote unquote, news. And uh, naturally, they were uh, covering the train derailment in eastern Ohio. Right. Um, They are very, very concerned. They are. This is. This is the most important environmental story ever. And they're going to stay on it, Britt. Yeah. Okay. They are going to hold people accountable. And you know who in particular? Joe Biden. Because we're not hearing enough from him. The federal government is not doing enough in this particular. This is what I'm learning by watching Fox News. In other words, this is the Joe Biden 
railroad derailment environmental disaster. Right. Okay. Now it's again, the facts here mean nothing. It's not relevant that the governor of Ohio, who is a Republican, Mike DeWine has said flat out, no, this, this is not on Joe Biden. They've done everything. The federal EPA is, is there. Uh, we have been in contact with them. They're there. They, they do what they do, but you know, this is the state of Ohio and you know, I guess it's very convenient to talk about states' rights and states are responsible for everything all the time and we don't need no damn federal government until something like this. And then Fox does a 180. What do you got? That's uh, Jim Jordan's tweet. Can you see that? Can you read that for everybody? More than one dozen trains have derailed throughout the United States this year. So much for Joe Biden's infrastructure plan. Britt, the, the stupidity. <laughs> I wanted you to read it because I didn't think you'd believe yeah, me if I told Jim you. Jordan. That's Jim Jordan, also from the great state of Ohio. Now, uh, I, I wouldn't even begin to think about coming back against that by saying um, there have been, uh, what, 45, 46, 47 days in 2023, and there's been about 70 mass shootings so far. You know, want to play numbers games? We we can do that all, all day long. Uh, and of course, as you know, until January twentieth, twenty twenty one, there were no train derailments. Never happened in the United States ever. Not just under Trump, but under all previous. It just started. Trains start falling off the tracks. It's that's too stupid. That, what is that. the but what is the Fox take on how this is how is this Joe Biden's fault or is the react the reaction to it and the response Joe Biden's fault? Because I know Pete Buttigieg, uh, pardon me, has taken it in the rear on this one uh, by by the Fox crowd, by a lot of the folks by saying he's not been on the scene. He's been absent. He's been terrible. All this other stuff. Uh, so, uh, I mean, how is this Joe Biden's he, fault? All I know is Brit, people are suffering. Yeah. And not enough has been done. <laughs> and why is that? Because Ohio is a red state. And well, therefore, Joe Biden and the national Democrats through their EPA don't give a fuck about Ohio because it's white trash that's been displaced mostly right. from their homes. And that's how Democrats are. Because well, that's literally are, that, that that is it's that simple. That's literally the Tucker, the Tucker Carlson cases that if this would have been black folks that this train would have derailed near. There would have been a huge response, a massive response, but oh, they are white people, so and, there's there's no response. And and by the way, um, there is a real laboratory experiment to prove the idiocy of that. It's that state up north, as they say in Ohio, Michigan, Michigan, uh, uh, a little town called Flint, yeah, where they've had how should we say extreme problems with their water system, yeah where you couldn't drink the water for years because the pipes were so old and so full of lead and, and so dangerous. And then there was a Republican governor, Rick Snyder, and he did everything he could to ignore yeah. the cries of the people of Flint until he was kind of forced from office practically. Right. And uh, the federal government did have to come in begrudgingly. Because Trump was the president, I think, when, when that really came to a head a few years ago. I mean, it's, it's just they never miss an opportunity to, to miss an opportunity 
to lie and to place blame inappropriately. It's just pathetic. I mean, it doesn't feel like a winner for them. It doesn't feel like a, not, an issue that not, they can win with. <laughs> Among the aggrieved, I mean, if you're if you're an aggrieved white person in America, you're part of that cabal, and you're and you're just trying to get fired up by watching Fox. Ah, look at those fuckers. If those were just if those were some black folks, that thing would have derailed there. They would have been out there like crazy. This is the problem. Here's the problem. What's been wrong with America since it was founded, according to conservatives? There's been too much regulation of everything, right? Right. If we just got rid of those pesky regulations. Now, I don't know yet whether Norfolk Southern, the uh, railroad concern, violated any rules or wasn't careful enough or whether it is directly their fault. I can tell you this, Mike DeWine, the governor of Ohio, is blaming it 100% on the railroad. Now, I'm a little suspicious on that one, too, okay? Um, Because according to conservative ideology, Norfolk Southern isn't so stupid as to run their trains so dangerously that a derailment like this, which is going to uh, cost them untold billions in the end. So this is this is like the Exxon Valdez times 10. It's on land. Um, this is going to cost them reputationally. It's going to cost them financially. But that isn't true. Companies do cut costs and they do the easiest thing. And it always brings up this question of what the fuck is in all these railroad cars that go whizzing by? Sometimes we find out in a in a in a horrible way. I'm sure I, we've I know we've got them going by us right in our oh, town, Greensboro. Yeah, we we yeah. know that we know that. Um, so, is there going to be finger pointing? Yes, there already is. Um, I mean, this is not a natural disaster like a like a hurricane or a, or a tornado, but but just look for for Fox and the rest of them to try to pin this on Joe Biden and Pete Buttigieg. It's it's his, just, Brad, it's, dis- it's his Katrina. This is Biden's Katrina. This is going to be Joe Biden's Katrina. Yeah, right. <laughs> Remember, right. Eight, for eight years, it was, it was. this is Obama's Katrina. Oh, this is going to be Obama's Katrina. This will be Obama's Katrina. Eight fucking years they did that shit, right? Every, Sandy is going to be Obama's Katrina every single time. <laughs> You know, uh, when I when I went to, to college, uh, my first year as a freshman, I went to Kent State, which is, you know, near near Akron. And, and so it's not certainly it's not in eastern Ohio the way uh, East Palestine. I thought it was Palestine. I swear the guy who was a not my roommate, he was the guy next door. He was from there. I think he said Palestine. But who am I to argue right. now with? with everybody who, who says it that way. Uh, and maybe it was back then, and they thought that changing the pronunciation might be might be good for business, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll turn things around. <laughs> um, but that part of Ohio, which, you know, that's, that's Steubenville, Youngstown. Yeah. All, yeah. All, that area of, of Ohio has been kind of a lost cause for 50 years. Sure. For 50 years, the steel plant started closing. The coal plant, the, 
it started to go away and it's never ever really recovered they closed the lordstown gm plant it was a huge yeah. story and then some electric car maker bought it up i don't know how they're doing right now not the same but and it's 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 a tough tough poor area you you know if you want to play the class warfare card, they don't have train derailments usually in Beverly Hills. Well, I mean, yeah, that's happen. fair. I mean, that's fair to say, but you know, at the same time, sometimes these things, I mean, these things just happen sometimes. I, I yeah. get it. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. Since you mentioned Greensboro, uh, go ahead and go ahead with your story about whether Greensboro is a boom town or not. Well, um, for the purposes of the rankings and the story, it's not, Yeah, but we, we should say, that it is uh, figuratively a boom town because there is a company, right? Boom. Yes. This, which is this amazing idea that I guess they've got a lots of money behind them to build a supersonic aircraft again, to go faster than the speed of sound. So you can get from, you know, Los Angeles to New York in um, you know, two and a half hours. However, you know, it's pretty amazing. We haven't had supersonic flight for about 40 years now. Um, and they plan to have their plant right here where we are. So we would be then a boom town if boom really takes off and all the industries that have to exist to, to, to feed such a, I mean, you know, the Boeing puts up a plant in South Carolina. You can imagine the kind of business that that, that generated. I don't know. Right. So you never know. You never know. But that's not part of this story. All right. Of course, the top 10 boom towns in the United States include three North Carolina cities. I'll bet you can guess what they are. Oh, Charlotte ahead. and Raleigh for sure. <laughs> and uh, I'll give you a clue. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski used to coach there. Oh, really? They, they separate Durham from Raleigh. That yes, they very, do. Very nice. Yes, they Usually do. Top 10 area. boom towns. Yep. Austin. Provo, Utah, Lakeland, Florida, Boise, Idaho, Jacksonville, Northport, Florida, Durham, North Carolina, Raleigh, Charlotte. So Durham, Raleigh, Charlotte in the 7, 8, and 9 slot, followed by Virginia Beach in 10th. And uh, I was looking down, they have, they have different kinds of lists associated with this. Greensboro has to be in some one of these, and we are. Uh, for business and economy, Greensboro is – Number 18, pretty okay. good. Well, pretty I just want to good. See. And they, they did that by the uh, change in your annual uh, gross domestic product in the last three years. Pretty good. Not bad. We'll take it. You know, you take it where you could get it. So the, the, the uh, interesting part, what are the shittiest cities for growth in America right now? The least boomy. Um, we'll go from 10 to 1. Uh, New York, New Orleans, San Francisco, San Diego, Las Vegas, Oxnard, Bridgeport, L.A., Hotford, and Honolulu. New York, Vegas. Wow. Yep. yep. Not not uh, not booming. And again, um, we hesitate to do these kinds of stories because basically they're full of shit. Uh, <laughs> right? Because if if you if you go to Las Vegas, it's all you see are cranes building yeah. shit right and so i i don't know how they they really do because of, because of what they do and what they are and, and las vegas's economy has you know kind of expanded a lot but they are really more at the whims of the overall economy so if there is a recession they start feeling that shit first and it takes them well, a while to recover 
there is no recession. There isn't a recession. Yeah. And, and uh, what, whatever, whatever downturn there was in the casinos, that's long gone. They're, they're packed. Yeah. They're, they're making, they're making we had a story. We had profit. a story many years ago here where they tried, they tried to uh, try to become the furniture capital because we always have a massive furniture market in high point. And yeah, it was, they locked. started building shit up in Vegas and it was right around 2008, 2009 and everything well, went kablooey. <laughs> well, Brit, uh, they did not realize the brilliance, <laughs> the grit, the while, the determination of North Carolina and High Point, North Carolina. It is it the is world's furniture capital to say you are not taking our shit. Okay, right. they didn't realize this. So Las right. Vegas did overstep their 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 bounds. It is a it is a stunning thing to look at, and there are people who have lived there for many here for many years. They don't understand that downtown High Point, North Carolina, turns into like downtown Atlanta a couple of times a year with activity and bustle and. Just movers and shakers and money exchanging hands and just crazy shit going on mm. just a couple of times a year. Yeah. Yeah. So it is nuts. I just thought that was uh, the, the fact that we have, you know, our, the three of the big cities as part of the growth thing, that it isn't all Florida. God. Well, and we've always been, you know, and, and Greensboro has always been way behind, you know, the, the little little brother to our neighbors. And we've gotten some good economic news the past two or three years. I think you and I are on board. If this boom thing works out, it's going to be huge. Now, if it dies, it's going to be disastrous. <laughs> I mean, that thing, it really, it does have the boomer bust feel to it. If right. that thing is real, that that is a huge game changer. And if it but, dies, but, but it's this is not there's there isn't tax this is not a tax money thing. No, no. So. But we got the Toyota plant that's coming with the batteries and their Toyota has has made a major investment and re-upped even before the, the plant has been built. So that's really great news for this area. And, and, and the Brad and Brit cast. We were here it, first. Right. None of this is possible without the Brad and Brit cast. I mean, none of that none of it happens without that. We were the ones that were here first before any of that happened. So yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, uh, you want to do uh, Donnie Meatball? Yeah, you'll like this one. You'll like this one. Uh, I saw this yesterday. I thought you, you, you just, you, you, you got to be kidding. The real reason that uh, Trump is calling Ron DeSantis Meatball Ron, and at first you go, well, wait a minute, Trump can't possibly call anybody a name that sounds like what you would use for the fat kid in seventh grade, you know, 50 years ago when you could, you could do that, calling him a meatball. So DeSantis is a kind of a, kind of a stocky guy, but I wouldn't think of him that way. But Donald Trump, until he can figure out a way to get rid of that picture of him playing tennis, reaching over, he's in white shorts and a white yeah, shirt and he's reaching and his ass bad is bigger than australia okay oh it's bad it's bad so honestly i'd rather i'd rather look at madonna's face okay don't go that far <laughs> and you know i think well no he's in no position to to do that but then there's the old it doesn't matter because well donald trump i've i've seen him looking like arnold schwarzenegger he's a superman and and his people would ignore his obvious physical deterioration at age 76 yeah. um, and say, yeah, he gets to call Ron DeSantis. And that's not the only reason, though, okay. that he calls him that. And uh, 
I know when I start to tell you this, you're you're going to remember this. In Rocky Three, yeah, Hulk Hogan Thunderlips, yeah, battles Rocky in an exhibition match. So you have a a wrestler and a boxer. That's that's, that's been done in real life. That's correct. Before the fight, Hulk Hogan's character, who goes berserk and throws Rocky out of the ring, describes the billing as quote the ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball. <laughs> That's okay. how he got that. And um this is this is the uh this is the Daily Beast and uh this is Matt Lewis. You know who Matt Lewis is. He's a pretty yeah. funny guy, pretty good writer, got yeah. credibility. He says uh <laughs> you can't make this up. I thought about that this week when I heard the Trump who postures himself as the ultimate male described Ron DeSantis as Meatball Ron. Justice Stallone circled the ring, throwing perfunctory jabs before Hogan slammed him to the ground. We're now in the circling the ring stages of a heavyweight throwdown between Trump and DeSantis. It's about to get ugly. And this is all metaphoric bullshit, of course, but the simplicity of the mind of Donald Trump lends itself to this kind of analysis. Do you think? Think not, or do you think? Can we just stick with Ron DeSanctimonious? I mean, that's just so clever. He, 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 that's he, too long. He figured out that that was way too many too syllables. Long, yeah. And by the way, sanctimonious is, again, not the kind of word that would get used in a diner in South Carolina during the primary. <laughs> oh, my word God. doesn't exist, right? Uh, yeah. Lion Ted, Crooked Hillary. Those are easy. Still those are real words. I don't know. It'll be hilarious to see those two slug it out between each other because right now you just have a lot of people who are kind of sort of, but not really a little bit Donald Trump fans are like, Oh, I just wish he wouldn't do that. I just wish he wouldn't say that sort of thing and attack fellow Republicans. And then and of course they are. They're of course, DeSantis comes back with his, I, I just don't attack fellow Republicans. I, I just don't. It's the old uh, Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment or some bullshit like that. Remember that? Yeah. So uh, I, the, I, I, there's no losers. As long as those two guys fight, we all win, is what I'm trying to tell you. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure about that. We have to, you, have to, you have to call me in, in uh, two years after the next election to see whether that was a good idea. To- uh, they, they could land haymakers on each other and all this shit. It'll be great. It'll be great to watch. By the way, speaking of the uh, third wheel in that race, there's Nikki Haley. And this is a complete media so you can slam me on that one. Nikki Haley firing an immediate shot across the bow at Trump and Biden calls for mandatory mental competency tests for politicians okay. over 75, Brad. All right. The, again. <laughs> Some, please. You know, you know what that is? That's the equivalent of, I need you to find me 11,870 yeah. votes. There's a big, long pause when you hear yeah. that. I love that clip because... He gives the number, and then there's this long pause. Votes. <laughs> so he came up with the exact number plus one. Yeah, that that was the the margin. So so Nikki Haley comes up with the exact number, one under Trump's current age. Sure. To demand. So. Um. Okay. Th- that's a dead bang loser. Because th- there's not one thing she can do that won't offend and won't undercut any standing she might hope to ever gain with people who 
like Trump. Because the last thing the people who like Trump want to admit, the diehards, the 30%, whatever they are, is to admit that he has any age component to him, right? Exactly. They, they, do, they do not acknowledge that. And, of course, the rest of us see it. And the difference is we've seen it in Trump. Uh, we know it's true with Joe Biden. But the difference is that uh, Joe Biden does have the ability to speak normally and to organize his thoughts and to respond appropriately and can be up there. And you know, the other night at the uh, State of the Union, if, if that ain't if that wasn't a litmus test as to how uh, Joe Biden's mental acuity is uh, certainly good enough to uh, uh, vote for him if he's the Democratic nominee, I don't know what is. There hasn't been a moment like that where Trump has ever been tested in that way. And the only time that it has been is in, say, the debates with Joe Biden, where he melted down. Right. He couldn't yeah, handle it. He did. And, he, and, and Joe Biden handled him perfectly. Yeah. Will you just shut up, man? <laughs> it was like, if any, if any time that the American psyche was channeled through a human being, that was, it was that, would you just shut up, man? Yeah. Uh, I, I got a better idea. Instead of being an ageist, and going after people just because the calendar says one thing or the other. Um, how about a lie detector test? And the first question will be, uh, do you know of or did you help plan the overthrow of the United States government and try to repeal the results of a free and fair election ever in your life? That's the first question. That's a- <laughs> President Biden? No. No, I never did that. Oh, Donald Trump? Yeah. No. And the, the hopefully the, the little uh, lyometer would go off the charts. There'd be laughter, and that would be the end of Trump. That's a but great bit. That, 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 that's about as sensible as uh, uh, demanding you know, age-only uh, requirements on the uh on the other end and by the way how is that going to be uh decide will the republican party in the house of representatives pass that sure right uh will there be a constitutional amendment we need to have a constitutional convention brit to to have these so one thing i give nikki haley credit for she said something so outlandishly stupid yeah that maybe she can play in the trump league because uh, that's, that's what he does. Like the other day, it was we need to bring back the firing squads. We yeah. need to bring back beheadings. Exactly. Right. So uh, sometimes there's too old. Sometimes there's too young. Brad, this word coming out: the Justice Department saying they were not be charging Florida Representative Matt Gates with sex trafficking inquiry. So he got away with it. Brad, Matt Gates uh, is the R. Kelly of the United States Congress. The Justice Department will not be bringing charges against Gates. Well. I'm not quite sure I agree with that. R. Kelly uh, did not get away with it in the end, did he? Only for about 20, 25 years. Maybe at some point in time. I understand. Only only for like 25, 30 years did uh, R. Kelly get away with it. Then eventually he had to pay a price. So we'll we'll see what happens. To Matt, I believe I can fly Gates. Yep. Who looks like the the spawn of uh, Max Headroom and Tom Brady. (laughs) Tom Brady had a kid. (laughs) <laughs> but that would be the worst sex tape ever but i just want to say that would be that could kill the online porn industry 
Mm. Hey, hey, I got a, I, I got a, a Ron DeSantis clip here. Hopefully, mm. I can pull, pull this one up. Ron DeSantis. Here's me, Meatball Ron. We all see him. It's terrible. Here's Meatball Ron. So you know, yeah, we're, we're in North Carolina. We're, we're not getting the local version of these news stories out of Florida, but we get enough, right, nationally. Mm. He's getting mm. enough national coverage, and um, getting the books out of the libraries is is kind of a thing, isn't it? It is right? getting those those bad. Bo- and by the way, my thought always, if your kid is reading any book, That's any it. book, any book, it doesn't matter what it is. You should be happy because kids don't read books anymore. Just they just look at screens. But That's right. Put that aside. So uh, on Tuesday, the Santas holds one of these press conferences and he pretended that he was unaware that in um, Duval County, uh, that's uh, Jacksonville, right? Jacksonville, yeah. yes, sir. Right. That uh, they had yanked the book about Roberto Clemente <laughs> from all their school shelves. Nope, that's a scam. <laughs> See? Just like, the, just like DeSantis is a scam. You figured yeah. out the scam immediately. I got that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so the, governor, the governor was uh, not aware of this. Right. So he 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 plays possum that he he's not aware of it and and listen to his attempt to try to turn this around and uh not blame his administration the atmosphere he's created in florida um for people in any given county to start making moves on something like a biography of roberto clemente a great baseball player a great man a great humanitarian who died in a plane crash helping puerto rican earthquake victims in 1972 i remember where i was when i when i heard that news i mean what a what a great guy so here's ron DeSantis. let's see if it rolls here. listen that's politics though to be honest with you come on i mean we know roberto clemente i mean seriously uh that's politics uh, i think these school unions are involved with this um yeah. i mean you guys can FOIA some of these communications i guarantee you you'll find some of that with the people that are doing it uh so, so that's a joke okay you get something like that about a baseball player first of all i don't think parents are challenging that i think they're doing it unilaterally to try to create an issue uh but that can okay you, you get what he was trying to do there yeah you, you get that just, so, so he, he he's trying to to turn this around and blame the unions <laughs> saying that the the teachers union did this on purpose to make Ron DeSantis look bad that he was a book banner which i mean i i give him credit for being fast on his feet and being full of shit when when it was uh when it was uh, called out by a reporter but that's pathetic isn't it Mm-hmm. That, that that is just pathetic the only thing he didn't get to was blaming biden that's the only thing he didn't get to see for half of that i didn't think he knew who roberto clemente was well for half of that answer i thought he was gonna he 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 knows he probably knows who roberto Clemente. i think he was a baseball player himself in, in college i think he was a okay. ball player uh which doesn't automatically mean you know who roberto clemente is if you're a young guy but but people know he's famous um but I just thought that was so slimy. That, that was just so, so slimy. The uh, the Miami Herald, which, by the way, is one of my all-time favorite newspapers. I 
I think there's been a great paper for the whole time I've ever been alive that I've, I've even through the ownership chain and they've, they've managed it to keep a great view of the world. And boy, did they fucking go after this <laughs> yesterday. Um, and this is true. This is absolutely true. Florida really does have a lot of huge problems. I know lots of people move there and when they move there, Many of them figure out, oh, my God, what did I just do? What did I just do? I can't get insurance for my house. I can't do it. Nobody will cover. There's no homeowner's insurance. Oh, oh, there's uh, some government bullshit thing that'll, that'll rip you off. But other than that, Florida is a financial disaster, okay? Uh, so what does Ron DeSantis do? He does stuff like this with the book banning and going to war with Disney and the don't say gay crap and this whole war with the college board and the advanced placement African-American studies class. You don't like that? All right, we're going to get rid of all advanced placement tests in Florida. So now if you're a smart kid taking all these, uh, these uh, upper level courses and the advanced yeah. placement stuff and the IP stuff, and you thought you were going to go to, uh, to, to Emory or, or Georgetown, you're, you're fucked. You could be fucked because if you don't take these courses, you're at a disadvantage in the admissions process, at which case, at which point Ron DeSantis will start to attack when he becomes president of the United States, right. uh, all these other states for discriminating against Florida students. Try to see into the future and see how stupid this could be with things <laughs> that he's doing. Um, he's bad news. That's all I can say. That, mm -hmm. That's that's all I got on that. That's another that's another train derailment that's coming though. You can see that one coming down the tracks from a long way away. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, uh, what else you got here? All right, uh, how are how are Social Security and Medicare really doing? We don't uh, we don't do Social Security Medicare discussions on the Brad and Britcast all that often, but sometimes it's kind of important because I don't care how old you are. Even if you think this is just a wonky, who cares? They just send me the checks. It's not that simple. It, it's just not that simple because the clock is, is ticking on this shit. And, you know, they have to recalculate it every year as to when this giant trust fund that they built up over the years to pay out the Social Security benefits. You know, a lot of it is tax money that's coming in right now from your FICA, from your paycheck. But there's mm -hmm. more than that. And they're able to pay out the benefits, right? Right. And same thing with Medicare. That's not as big a number, but there's still, it's the same idea. And they have to readjust all the time based on what's going on. And you know that you saw in the news that this year they bumped up people's social security checks by 8.7% because there's so much inflation. Right. Well, wait a minute. Hold the phone. That's great. That's great. But if they only had enough money that, it would last until 2035 or something that was based on what was there before the 8.7% raise. So I'm no actuarial guy, but it seems like that would speed up the, the amount of time that there would not be enough money there to pay out the full benefits, at which point they cut them by 25%. So if your old man or your wife or your mom is, getting 1800 a month if things don't change they'd only be getting you know 1200 a month 1300 a month 
if something isn't done. And what should be done, Britt? You fiddle with the input or the output. That's what you do. You you either have to get more money coming into that trust fund to build it up, right? Less going out. Or cut the benefits. And that's really the issue. Uh, Joe Biden did a wonderful job, a great job of pinning the Republicans and they can squeal and whine from, from here to the moon that they're not for cutting benefits or raising the age at which you can retire to start to collect benefits. They can sit or they can say that forever, but there's too many of them on record where they've said this over and over and over again. It's, it's their dream. This is an entitlement, which is now a pejorative slur, right? right. Entitlement. And uh, people really don't deserve it anyway. They're lucky they're getting what they get. And if we could just cut those benefits, that will be great. Um, and one of the little things that pops up every few years to fix this problem, according to conservatives, is we need to privatize the system. We need to allow workers to have more control over their social security funds by allowing them to invest part of it, say, in an index fund, a S&P 500 index fund in the stock market. And then it'll grow really fast and we won't have to worry about, which, of course, that's a dead bang loser for the simple reason that if you just happen to retire when when the stock market is way down, you're fucked. (laughs) <laughs> you, you, you're just you fucked. You recall that was part of the Bush plan after the 2004 election. Right. And you remember right. the great stunt that he did when he went to West Virginia, where they keep the IOUs for social yeah. security. Remember that? That was a great stunt that Bush did early in 2005. Right. Right. So it, it's not going to happen. Uh, say what you want about the system. It's not based on trying to bet that, you'll get high returns in the stock market to, to uh, fund your retirement. If you want to do that, everybody's free to do that on their own. And a lot of us do that, but that's different from social security. That's a sacred promise, a sacred trust between a government and its people to place a floor under what people will get when they get older into their sixties and seventies and beyond, uh, it's not enough to live luxuriously, but it does keep people from being out on the streets for the most part. It's mm-hmm. done its job. Um, same with, with Medicare. Same, same thing here. Now, what is the, the other way to fix this? What is the other way to fix this? And, and I completely agree with this. The, the Bernie Sanders plan on this, and Joe Biden is aboard here, not specifically on everything. But the first thing you do is you have got to stop with that 162200 or is it 160 It's 160 $160,200. That's the cap. Right. Under which every dollar gets taxed for Social Security. Over that, nothing. Nothing. Okay. And the Bernie Sanders plan is to bump that number up. You never get a specific number as to where he wants to go, but definitely um, if you make over 400000 the over $400,000 should be subjected to payroll taxes. 
And again, that just seems too easy. It's too obvious. So therefore right. we can't do it because we have one party <laughs> right. in the country, the Republicans, who believe that uh, already the payroll tax is destroying America and uh, people who make over 400000 in in salary every year, my God, they'd have to live on the streets, wouldn't they, Britt? If they had to pay, <laughs> if they had to pay on that, yeah, and, you punish the achievers, Brad. Yeah, right. You don't want to punish the achievers, right? Right. So you combine that, and 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 by the way, the Republicans also want to start raising that retirement age to where you can uh, get your full benefits. Um, I haven't heard whether they want to say that you can't even start to get them at 62. I haven't heard that one yet. Oh yeah. You take um, the discount. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that. Uh, despite would, would be, our, despite our unhealthy diets and lifestyles, Americans continue to live longer and longer. Unfortunately. Well, actually not. We've, we've been going downhill the last few years. Good for us. We are the, the life expectancy in the United States has gone down for like the first time ever. Good. So maybe that's not maybe just that. COVID because the rest of the world had COVID too. Right. And, uh, you know, look that one up. Google that one right now. Yeah, it says Americans living more. longer than ever. Oh, no. I'm just fine. Yeah. Well, I won't say that this time. <laughs> I won't say that this time. What's, uh, the, what's the streaming story that you have for us? Oh, the stream. Well, this is kind of a big deal. First time ever. Um, adults in the United States will spend more time watching uh, streaming digital video. Netflix, TikTok, YouTube, blah, 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 the traditional TV, uh, linear TV, cable, what I watch a lot. Over the air. Right. Um, has uh, dropped to under three hours per day on average, and digital video is uh, three hours and 11 minutes. So it's about 52% now streaming and 48% regular linear TV. And... Uh, that seems to be a trend that's never going to reverse because every child that is born has no idea where MSNBC is on the dial. They don't know <laughs> no, and they don't care. I don't know. They don't care. They'll never be watching it. They'll what do you think? It, so. Do you think? What do you think of this? I mean, I, I'm kind of surprised it even took this long before it kind of turned the corner. But what do you think for audio? Do you think that that's because we don't get real statistics as far as like people who are still listening to standard old school, traditional, uh, radio. Well, Britt, you, you look at the same propaganda sheets that I do Yeah, for radio it's and every, radio. every two weeks, every two weeks, there's a new study that yeah. shows radio is reaching more people more effectively than ever. Right. And the yeah. websites of radio stations are you, huge, but you talk to people and you can't get any, you can't talk find anybody who listens to like terrestrial radio. Right. Right. 